0: Praise the Lord. (coughs) Just a minute, bow down before the Lord. Father, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that you have given us to stand before you to meditate your word. Father, hide me behind your cross. Speak to me and speak to each and every one of us, whatever you store for us. Bless us and give us the attentive ear to hear your word. Lord, let your word bring encouragement, edification, conviction, corrections, and blessings in every one of our lives. In all things. Help us to glorify your name. In Jesus' precious name we pray. As I said, it's my privilege to stand before you once again to share God's word. When I look at this season, (coughs) when I heard and what I see, what God put in my heart, I am going to share with you. That is the message I titled as The Journey of Faith. How many of you believe that our life on this earth is a journey? It is not only a physical journey. You may live to your end because you are here from your homeland. It is a journey. That is not as simple as that. That is much more than this. And it is not only physical and also It is spiritual. And that is most important than the physical. Of course, it has a meaning and it has a value in our life, even our physical journey to this land. In the first book of the Bible, Genesis means origin. That is, generation or beginning. The book of generation. The second book of Moses is called Exodus. As we know, is a record of Israel's birth as a nation of Israel, but the Latin title is called the Book of Departure. The journey is started. The third book, the Leviticus, is God's guidebook for his newly redeemed people, showing them how to worship, how to serve, how to obey your holy god and the numbers is the book of wandering or for israel and 11 day journey becomes your 40 years of journey numbers also called the fourth book of moses and the book of journeys i ask you When did the journey started? When did the journey started from the Bible? Physically, we are all here. When I say that it is a generation or the beginning, and the exodus as the birthplace of Israel, the family, to start the journey, and as I said, the preparation is in Leviticus, Of course, Numbers is the continuation of the, speaks about the journey of Israel. When did the journey start? Where did the journey start? From the Bible, physically. Abraham. Genesis 12, 1 and 2 says, There God commanded him a small family, to leave that place. That's what he said. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, and I make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. That is not the end. I will bless those who bless you. With that promise, God has given the command to Abraham to move, to start his journey. Then the journey started. You know what other things has happened. Then again, there was a group, their family had come back. They also had to start once again from Egypt as a family. From Israel, uh, from uh, Egypt, the Israelites—they are the family. They started. Forty years they are traveled. There are ups and downs, and we know everything. What all the miracles the Lord was with, as He promised, God is always faithful in His promise. But many times, time and again, time and again. They have forgotten his promise. They have sinned against God. And they, have sinned, and they have gone astray from the presence of God. And God has chosen his people to keep them and lead them. So, what is happening in this the journey? What has happened? What we learn from there? So, here, your spiritual journey is, your journey, you would like to find out who you are, what is your problem or in your life, and how to come to face with the world, and the purpose of spiritual journey is rarely to find an answer. Rather, it is a process of continually asking questions. Just think of yourself. You are also on your way of your journey, physically and spiritually. And let us see a few influences what has happened and what we will learn from there. Number one Moses and Israel. In Leviticus, as I said, they were consecrated in chapter 8. Israel departed, uh, sorry, uh, the Passover was celebrated in chapter 9. And Israel departed from Mount Sinai. And what has happened in chapter 11 of Numbers? There was a failure of the people. Turn to your book, Numbers chapter 11. When you look at it, 1 to 3. It started it. Now, when the people complained, it displeases the Lord. For the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outfit of the camp. Then the people cry out to Moses. And when the Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. So he called the name of the place Tebriah, because the fire of the Lord had burned them among them. Verse 4, now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving, so the children of Israel also wept again and said, who will give us meat to eat? So it's going on. What we learn in this? People started grumbling. For what? What are the things they have seen? After the big victory, even they celebrated the Passover. Soon after the Passover, they left Mount Sinai. Then they were eating the heavenly food, manna. They are not satisfied with that. They grumble, started grumbling. And against God's servants and also against God. To make it fast, even when you go for four to nine, Israel complains to Moses about the food. As I said, they wanted the meat. In ten to fifteen, men look at it. It is a failure of Moses. Moses complained about the people to the Lord, and Moses complained about his own life. What is that about the people? Ten to thirteen. What did he say about them? He said, "Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families." Everyone at the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord was greatly aroused. Moses also was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I not found a favor in your sight, that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I beg them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you are sold to their fathers? Where I am? Am I get to meet, to give to all these people? For they weep all over me, saying, give us meat that we may eat. Even 14 he says, I am not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. If I have found a favor in your sight and do not let me to see my wretchedness, See the condition of so-called great man of God. What did he say? What is the situation? What made him to say that? Even though the Bible says uh, he, there is no one like him about his uh, logic, about his leadership, about his love, about his patience, but here he is he could not tolerate the cry of the people and he himself asking God several questions at last he come to the hand that take my life this is the failure why? discouragement depression pressure on our journey even though we have seen many victories in our life, there are situations and the circumstances will arise in our life. But, what they did it? They cry unto the Lord. The Lord is faithful. We are human. Many times we fail. We promise, we fail. We promise, we fail. This is the human nature. That is what happened for the Israelites. We are no more greater than the Israelites. How many times we give promises to the Lord? I will obey this, I will do this, I will obey this. Never we keep our promises. Why? Why? See, the Israelites, what they did it. But, God provides for Moses. From 16 to 30, when you look at it, the chapter, the same chapter, God provided the Moses. What? He suggested him for 70 men, the leaders to start with. I'm not going to read the scripture, but I'm telling you. 70 elders of Israel to take care of the the children of God. And also God provided the quill for the people from 31 to 35 of the same chapter. 31 and 35. God provided them as they asked for the meat. God answered. So in this, what do we understand from it? During in our spiritual journey, it is possible to face depressions, or discouragements by the circumstances or by the people surrounded us. The solution is the only solution is look into God and remember his promise, how he has started with you, and he will be with you forever. The promise that is why we look at the whole chapter in the book of the, in the book or the journeys of Israelites, always he is reminding them, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. So he was keep on reminding them. And at the same time, sometimes even the Israelites also remembered and quoted the same thing to him. God, and saying that, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken us? Is it that you brought us here? Even though... They cry, they called, it is you who led us. It is you who started our journey. And by believing you, we have started our journey. So, the children of God. Here, as, as, as it is uh, in this land, on those days, historically, it is a wilderness. So, God is for us as we come here. None of us will accept that it is a wilderness to us because God has blessed us abundantly. Hello? God has blessed us very abundantly in this land so that none of us will say that it is a wilderness. That means what you are, you are not at all content with what God has been to you. Forget about your money and the wealth and the position. God is with you. Is it not much more than that? What do you need more than that? If the God himself is with you, you know you, you heard Him, he is with you. That is the greatest treasure. And that is the greatest blessing, is the privilege, the relationship is that we are his children. Wherever we are, whether we are in the wilderness, whether we are in the promised land, our God is the same. He will never leave us, nor forsake us. The situation cannot change us. Numbers yeah. 11:23. The law said to Moses: Has the law's arm been shortened? Now you shall see whether what I say will happen to you or not. See the promise. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather me seventy men of elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and the officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. The same thing happened to him. When he was struggling, even his father-in-law suggested him, there also in Exodus 1825. Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads of over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. When I thought of this, I remember. We know in this congregation, how many of us are Accepted Jesus Christ, and born again, and in this land, as Israelites, started the journey in Egypt. How many of us born again here? Good, that's great. Glory to God. Why is this? The same way, even though it seems to be a wilderness. We have uh, both the history of this church for the last 31 years, 31 and a half years. What I have seen is many people born in this place, they accepted Christ, they become the leader, they were in, they are involved in many activities and ministries of God and they are continued to doing in the different parts of the world. That is a great blessing that shows the promise of God is always there with us. That will be your portion given today. Yes. Secondly, Joshua. Joshua chapter 7, from verses 1 to 27, if you look at the, same, the whole chapter, here Joshua is facing some problem. What is that? Here we see that they just won a victory at Jericho. After the Virigo, Jericho's victory, they have come to a little place called Ai, and they are defeated, and Joshua gets discouraged. God showed him that there was a sin in the camp, and once he cleansed, up, cleansed it up, it was done. Joshua 1 to 12, well, look at it, Joshua chapter 7. In 5, what it says, And the men of AI struck down about 36 men, for they chased them from before the gates as far as shivering, and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. We always claim about the Jericho victory, Jericho victory, yes. We had a Jericho victory in our life. All of us, we can say, what is the Jericho in your life? You may say that. You may remember, what is Jericho in your life? We heard hundreds of messages on Jericho. How many of us heard about the deceit in AI? It is very rare. Why it has happened? It is because of a sin of one person. One person's sin. There are reasons. Not only that, it is underestimation, overconfident, it everything granted. So, what Joshua said, he spent the spy and they gave some information. He did not go to the Lord to counsel, to go, and he simply, because he had a big victory over Jericho, he sent the spies, they came that they are very few, it is easy to defeat. So, they simply with the 300 men, he went and they were defeated, scattered, and they were killed. The reason is, many, as I said, the one reason God find is, there is a sin. One person sin. That's why this kind of defeat. So, you know, that is also a spiritual journey, continuation of a spiritual journey. In your life, soon after Jericho, AI will be there. Be ready. Be ready. Prepare your mind. Prepare yourself. That means, don't be overconfident of everything. Don't take it easy. Always, as you believe that God is with you, see that, make sure you are with the Lord. If you are departed from His presence, definitely you will fail. That's what He shows. God is faithful. God is faithful. There's no doubt about it. But how, how many of us, how far we are faithful to God. That makes the difference. That makes the difference. You may not accept that there may not be AI in your life. That makes the difference. If you are not faithful... If you are not with the Lord, that makes the difference in your life. That's why what the God says uh, to him, the result is, then again, the next what I have said, God, go through it, because of the time I cannot explain everything. Read the scripture of the whole. Then, God found, and Joshua called the person, he himself was very hurt, and he was lying on the floor and even along with the elders and God seen and he has said, Few words I will read it for you. Verse 10 So the Lord said to Joshua Get up! Why do you lie thus on your face? Verse 13 Get up! Sanctify the people and say sanctify yourself for tomorrow because that says the Lord God of Israel. There is an accursed thing in your midst. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed things from among you. Verse 19, Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to to the Lord God of Israel and make confession before him and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And it what happened. 25, Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all the Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with the fire after they had stoned them with the stones. Whatever he had, silver, gold, and gold, the everything was burned. No one should take it. He confessed, he cried, and he was stoned to death. Then, as they done it, see the chapter 8, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid. Again, see how many times. Nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you, and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand. The king of AI, his people, his city, and his land. Finish. What is the remedy? What is the reason? As I told you, remedy come before God, examine yourself, confess your sin, admit your fault. Then, always, there is a victory. Once we have fallen, we have failed. Our attitude, generally the, the attitude of human is, once we have fallen, finish. We will be lying there only, expecting somebody to help, somebody to uh, lift you up. Always I used to give this illustration. First, in the first time, when you start to learning bicycle, what will happen? Learning the bicycle first time, or any two-wheeler, or anything. Suppose if we fell down, what will happen? What do you do? What is your action? Immediately, without anybody seeing, take your bike, without seeing whether, where is the hurt and all, and you run away from that place. After going far, then you look at it, what happened to the cycle, what happened to you? That place you never see. Never. That is the practical, that is the reality. The same principle you follow in the spiritual life. When you fall, try to get up immediately. Why you have fallen? How you have fallen? Where you are? Immediately look up. Ask God. He will help you. He will lift you up. He will clean your wounds. He will heal you. He will restore you. Whatever you lost, everything will be gained. That is our God. In your spiritual walk, in your spiritual journey, that is, should be your faith. Thirdly, our Elijah, that we read it in 1st King chapter 19. 1st King chapter 19. What has happened to him? He is also having the same... Exam experience. In 18, let me read it here. Elijah had just won a great victory in chapter 18. And, you know, what are the challenges and how he did it and the, the whole day and the, it is a very tremendous very remarkable miracle has happened, how he believed, and uh, really it is so uh, exciting thing. And uh, soon after, what has happened? Chapter 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done That is in chapter 18. How he had executed all the prophets, about 450, with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow of this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Pezabah, which belongs to Judah, and left his servants there. But he himself went to a journey's journey into wilderness and came and sat down under the boom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough now. Lord, take my life. For I am not better than my father. then, as he lay, he slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, "Arise and eat. So this continues. continuous. when he goes and it is so funny, after a great miracle he has done, he is slaughtered about four hundred and fifty prophets or false prophets, and God has proved that. What they said, the people saw and felt their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. 18 chapter 39, you know, verse 39. The, the, all of them confessed and understood and accepted, he is Lord. As there is, just a message from your lady. That put him, what is the reason? Fear of life. Nothing but fear of life. So in our spiritual journey, there will be a time for you to fear of your life. Fear, that is better, that is, uh, the, otherwise it is better fear of men, not life, fear of men. That will lead you into run away from the presence of God. But still, there are many places, it is a very interesting thing. And uh, arise and eat first time. Second time, arise and eat. Because the journey is too great for you. So, so amazing in this case. Why and what? Just conclude this. Why he has done that? How it has happened to him? That is a journey. It is all proof that. It is a spiritual journey. And he has no problem at all. But one message is written at him. He has fear of life. So, in that case, what is the solution? You know the word says, the Proverbs 29 verse 25 says, The fear of men brings a snare, But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be Save. Fear of men is always a snare. There are remedies. What are the remedies? Let us read some scriptures. Psalm 55 verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, amplified version. Do not treat or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstances and in everything, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours. That, and as a soul assured is salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and being content with his earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount God over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. First Peter 5.7 Causing the whole of your care. That is all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Luke twenty one twenty eight. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. Hebrew ten thirty eight. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. We are always familiar with the faith chapter. What is the faith chapter? Hebrew? Hebrew eleven. You are Hebrew eleven. Quickly. Hebrew 11 is start with about the faith. There are list of people, heroes mentioned here. Verse 13 here, I'll read it. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them after all were assured of them, embraced them, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. 39, 1139. And all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. In that list, who is the first? Why I read this last scripture? Who is the first in that list? In the heroes of faith? Who is there? Who is there? Abel? No. It is even the second time telling you. How. It is we, that's what the Bible says. Verse 3, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now you read the last verses, 39 and 40. And all this having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. We are the first in that list. Okay. As I said, we are all in our journey. Agreed? Put your hands. If you are in your spiritual journey, Put your hands up. Okay. Now, when did you started your spiritual journey? When did you started your spiritual journey? Definitely not like uh, Abraham started, or not like Israel started in Egypt. When did you started? Amen. That's true. When we accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of our lives, our spiritual journey started. Amen? Amen? We are much more better than the Old Testament saints. For them, once in a while, the God used to come and speak to them and guide them and lead them as His presence would be before them or behind them. But for us, He is always in us. He is always with us. He always watches over us. He compasses in says, There is no one like Him, and there is no one like us on this earth. We are blessed people. That's why, even in the beginning itself, I said that we are blessed. Amen. One more verse we read really and conclude it. First Peter chapter two verse eleven and twelve. First Peter chapter two verse eleven and twelve. Beloved, I beg you as a sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshy lust, from war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as an evildoer, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Other version says, Beloved, I beseech you as aliens and exiles, to abstain from the passions of the flesh that wage war against your soul. Maintain good conduct among the Gentiles so that in case they speak against you as a wrongdoer, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Our greatest hope is God is going to come. Yes. And we are going to meet him. Yes. The commandment, the lesson for us is, even as we, as we are in the process of our spiritual journey, as we come across such a situation, we should not be worried about those things and we are the victors. Why? If we are not, we, how we are better than the Old Testament saints is, For the Old Testament saints, time and again, and they used to offer the sacrifices. But for us, once and for all, our Lord Jesus Christ has given his life on the cross. That we remember as often as possible. That is the day today. Once again to remember our sins are forgiven. He is our Savior. By his blood... We are cleansed. We are purified. But, the thing is, we have to time and again examine ourselves and prepare ourselves, keep ourselves worthy before the Lord. Close our eyes. The Lord will
1: help us. Let's wait. Let's wait, I begin to pray. I say, Lord, please help my faith. Help me to stand for you, no matter what comes my way. In this journey of faith, I receive grace not to crush my faith. I receive grace not to shipwreck my faith. There some, they shipwreck their faith because they did not follow the principle. Lord, we hold on to you, you will help us. Isaiah 43, 1, But now, thus said the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Are you saying amen? amen. The Lord said, "It will be with you amen. in the midst of your waters. And through the river, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through your fire, you shall not be burned. Not that shall the flame scorch you. Lord, we put our trust in you that on this journey we will not crash in the name of Jesus. Your grace shall be more than sufficient for us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Our pastor said something very, very important. That we all started this journey the day we gave our life to Jesus. Some people are here, they are yet to start that journey at all. I want to plead with you if you are here you are not born again now is the time to begin to examine yourself and change your ways let's bow our head and let's pray if you are here you want to use today as the day that you begin your journey of faith so that all these scriptures we have read will be a reality in your life I want you to raise your your right hand unto the Lord. Lord, today I want to give my life to you, Jesus. I want to begin this journey of faith with you, so that my life will have many in eternity. Is anybody taking that decision? You want to give your life to Jesus Christ, raise up your right hand, so that I can see you and pray with you, and you become a born-again Christian, and you start the journey today? Is anybody taking that decision? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Please raise it up very well. I want to pray with you. If anybody, you are doing that, raise it up very well so that we pray with you and you become a child of God today. If you are doing that, I want to pray this for you after me. Lord Jesus, today I surrender my life unto you. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean by your blood. I confess every sin I have committed and I promise not to go back to them again. I confess you, Jesus, as my Lord and personal Savior. And you alone will I serve for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your children that have given their life unto you today. I pray that, Lord, you will accept them and you grant them the grace to walk this journey of faith triumphantly. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed.
2: As we heard the word of God this afternoon on your journey of faith with God, I just want to share a few points that you can take home with you. Never underestimate the power and the ability of what God can do in your life in this journey of faith. Never underestimate. Number two Always trust in God's timing. It is only in God's timing things will be fulfilled in your journey of faith. Number three, consider the consequences of your choices that you make on this journey. If you make a wrong choice, you pay a very heavy price on this journey. And we know it, that when Abraham made a wrong choice, There was a very heavy price he paid. And while you walk on this journey, remember to wait faithfully for God to bring things to pass in your life. Amen? Wait patiently. And always, my last point, always wait expectantly for God to take you and lead you on this journey always expect the best Amen because he is a miracle working God and only in his time he makes all things beautiful because if you try to help God you will mess it up so remember that let us pray for our pastor as he gave the word of God that God will reveal more truth to him Father we come to you in the name of Jesus Daddy we pray for our dear pastor, Lord God. That you will bless him, Lord God, and his family. That you will, re- you will reveal more and more to him, Lord God. Father, we bless him in the name of Jesus, Lord God. That everything that our pastor touches will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. God is a miracle-working God. Amen. Let us sing that song. He's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. He's a wonder. He's a miracle. He's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. God. The wonder, is a miracle, is a miracle, working God. Amen. In your journey of faith, you might be expecting a miracle. It will be a portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us say the grace and the benediction of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Your miracle is on the way. Expect it in Jesus name. Be blessed.